This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, ready? Ooh, I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. This one is bonkers. Good. Um, He stayed awake for 29 hours, then raced against a horse and won. (laughs) (laughs) Well, giddy up. Let's get back in the saddle on a brand new episode of the Bananas Podcast. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I'm Kurt Brownler. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you to Bananimals of old and new Bananimals for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was. Kurt, we have something to announce right at the top. I We have so many announcements, Scotty. This is insane, but the, I think the very biggest one right now is Splitty and the City, the it's second back, inaugural Splitty and the City, <laughs> which is our downhill 1K race for charity yep. uh, that is mostly invo- involving drinking, mm-hmm. uh, will happen July 29th in Los Angeles. The It will end with a live podcast recording, of course, of Bananas at the Elysian Theater, and will be beginning in Frogtown, um, mm-hmm. uh, TBD where we're starting, but it'll be at a place with alcohol, and then yes, we'll will. also dress as a banana or any potassium-inspired uh, thing you want, and uh, we will be racing, i.e. walking slowly with alcohol in hand, down the street to the Elysian where we will record a podcast with special guest Lauren Cook. Oh, great. I didn't even know that. Oh, That's I thought exciting we talked about that. <laughs> I love her. I'm glad she's there. She's a great storyteller. Also, we'll be blasting the Baja men's Who Let the Dogs Out. I'll be in the front of the line. Kurt will be in the back. And we'll just, for for all the people who see people posting on social media that they ran a half marathon or their 10K or their ultra marathon, we're not those guys. We are downhill 1Kers. It's for anybody and everybody. And tickets will sell out. Yes. Definitely buy ticks and come on in from around the globe. Right, you. I think the. I think we have 150 tickets for the, for the podcast. But then you can also just buy tickets for the walk itself, and then all and the money all goes money. to the LA Food Bank. Correct. Um, and then of course Scotty and I are finally coming to the South. We We're going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina at Good Charlie's on a Saturday at 4:30 p.m. Can't on wait on September 23rd. Ooh. And then we're Ooh. going to Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, yeah. Announcing Se- Atlanta, Georgia. City Winery. S- City Winery, September 24th, which is a Sunday at 5.30 p.m. So you can be home in time to go to bed at 
2018. Okay. And we're doing Laurel Bristow, right? Laurel, Laurel Bristow in Atlanta. Yeah, old King Gutter Huge. baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and now let's bring them on because that was a lot of announcements. That was the longest intro we've ever done. We have to apologize because these people are our friends. Yes, they're our friends, and they also co-host a podcast with me, a brand new parenting podcast that's on Wondery. It's out right now. It's called I Love My Kid, But... And uh, it's very funny. I think it's very good. Please welcome the absolutely wonderful Megan Gailey and Chris Garcia. You guys hey. are so successful. <laughs> City Winery. That's, that's big. That's big. <laughs> we'll see. Well, we're only going to sell 30 tickets. Well, but, but, you know, plenty at more. least they're $1,000 each. is the name. All that matters. <laughs> we're doing first I Love My Kid But at Radio City. Um, there's gonna be kids it's gonna be 10 kids yeah it's fun because i like that you have to do a disclaimer at the beginning of that podcast and i've heard kurt do it now and i think i've heard megan do it now and chris i'm sure you're coming up next that it is it has kids in the title but it is not for kids a lot of cussing listening who is listening to a podcast with their children I listen to Joe Rogan with my daughter before she goes to bed. That's part of our bedtime routine. (laughs) And then you get up and give her some Black Rifle coffee in the morning. It's great. (laughs) Just little earbuds in as she drifts off to sleep. Yeah, that is so funny. But it's a great podcast, guys. Congratulations. I am all caught up. I was listening to Laurie Kilmartin yesterday. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's very fun to do. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a real treat. It's been nice it, getting to know these two as we well. We do it in person too. Yeah, which is a lot. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes sometimes you get into a relationship and you think it's going to be good, and then it's not. But this op- opposite, it like it just keeps it just keeps getting better. And in my mind, I go, well, oh no, what if one of them kills me? And honestly, that would be mm-hmm. fine too. Um, <laughs> I think the podcast would really take off then. It really would. And I'm dead, and I just passed my physical for my life insurance. And so Conrad's going to be living large. The podcast is going to be doing well, and I'm dead. So it's like kind of a triple triple win. Yeah, you're just setting your child up for success by being murdered by your podcast host in person in Beverly Hills. I mean, wow. Wow. Who would murder you? I don't think I would. I think we're... I don't know. Kurt, would you, can you? I think Megan Kurt could capable? kill both I of you. I think that's what that's it would happen. Thing I think Kurt and I might be <laughs> the two of us tried group. to kill Megan, she would kill us. <laughs> yes. She would kill both. both of us. I could see you guys accidentally killing me. Oh, you know, I see. Like, yeah. Or, or like I choke on a sandwich in front of and you we watch. and you don't know how to do the Heimlich or you're just like, well, I kind of wanted more screen time. <laughs> um, and we just say, stop it. Stop it as you're choking. Stop it. Stop it. And then you get... So you know what also just happened to me during this whole exchange? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in my, I'm in my uh, garage and I have the door open because uh, otherwise Lauren can't have Wi-Fi while I'm <laughs> recording a podcast if I close totally the garage normal. door. Totally mm-hmm. normal house we have. And mm-hmm. then just as I'm talking, like you can go around the side. There's a you can go around the side of my garage to our backyard. And then a guy just came out from behind there. Oh. A man? Yeah, just a man. Why did he didn't go in? He must have gone in through the house. He's a guy, he's like spraying for something. And uh and so he just came around with and like looked at me and I looked at him and it was 
it's just a real like there's a strange man he's maybe 15, 11 feet away from me while mm-hmm. I'm just screaming into a microphone in my garage yeah, it's supposed to be there I, I feel like day laborers must see podcast hosts more than any other predator <laughs> in LA yeah. Yes. People are like, oh, that you got so chipmunks, true. you got coyotes. They're like, no, just a lot of men yelling into mics. <laughs> a lot of white men talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty, you're in Florida, right? Yeah, I'm in Naples, Florida. I decided to do a road trip. A friend of mine moved down here during the Great Quar, my buddy Alan, and I was just talking, and they, were, they said, nobody's come and visited me from L.A. They had lived in L.A. for... 15 years and i was like nobody's come down i was like i'll go i mean we're in the middle of the strike after five weeks of striking i was like i'm gonna take a road trip i'm gonna just stop along the way and so now yeah i'm in naples florida which is which is florida (laughs) it's i'm the coolest part is every place i go into i am the tallest youngest youngest, strongest By a mile. Like everything. I just feel like I'm opening ketchups for old people yeah. all the time. Like, I got it. I got it. I got Pro-ist it. Oh, abortionist. <laughs> so it's like if you knock someone up, yeah. there's something you can do about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm from oh, Indianapolis, yeah. and Naples is Indianapolis's Mar-a-Lago. Like, the, everyone, they're like, I'm going to Naples. I'm going to Naples. I'm going to Naples. 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 That's all anyone in Indianapolis talks about. Yeah. I believe it. And also, it's I like. Definitely, everybody ends up here. You can't see this, but Scotty is he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, unbuttoned down, like he's got the first button unbuttoned, and drinking a beer. And behind him is a pool that has yeah. a screened in, a screened yeah. in pool that's you like kind of look quintessential like a, Florida. It looks like Andrew drinking maybe a beer uh, with a koozie on it. You kind of look like a mugshot for a DUI, but the picture was taken <laughs> at Pablo Escobar's house. That's what it looks like. <laughs> right. It's so true. Have you seen any? You seen any gators? Uh, I haven't seen any gators. I saw some turtles. Mm. Um, (laughs) I was in Destin on my drive out, and I was staying in Destin. And I woke up. I was like, "Where can I get good coffee in Florida?" I don't know these things anymore. So I found a place called Black Bear Bread Company. And so I go in. I love this. And being a little bit of a smartass, I was like, "You guys got a lot of black bears around here?" And the you know, barista, the clerk was like, yeah, no, not at all. I don't know why it's named that. And I was like, okay. So then I'm drinking coffee and somebody walks in and goes, there is a black bear on the beach. No. And on June 11th, yep. after I was a smart ass, a actual black bear swam to shore <laughs> and ran up the sugar sands of the beach. And I'm just from the there, Gulf like, looking of at this- Mexico. Gulf of Mexico, a black bear swam up through the waves. While I was there, I would say within one coffee of me making fun of it to the barista that there's no black bears in Florida. So I'm an idiot as well. What that was actually, uh, from experience, I could tell you that was a Cuban in disguise, actually. We are are getting better. We're getting sneakier. You can take away wet, dry foot or whatever, but we are, we're going to get here. We are desperate enough. So smart. To dress up like a bear and then live in fucking Naples, Florida. That's where, how bad it is. As a bear. As a bear. We have a new life as a, a local sighting. Yeah. That is true, though. That really happened. All the animals that sent that story in, I sent them the screenshot of my receipt from the same day from Black Bear Coffee, Black Bear Bread Co., because I was like, I was seriously right there. You but then you the bear. I summoned the bear by being by being a coastal elite and making fun of it. I was, uh, yeah, yep. it, it appeared out of nowhere and surfed its way in, and people with phones took videos of it. Wow. 
Fun day for a bear. Just an elite to them. They're also coast. They're just not elite. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> They're coastal below average. They let you know. All oh. I hear is how scary everywhere is and how yeah. expensive is. Everybody's Absolutely. like, God, everywhere's so expensive. Everywhere but Florida is so expensive. Right. And I'm like, that's cool. We weren't talking about that at all. <laughs> and then it's like, where do you live? I'm like, I'm in Los Angeles. And they're like, California is so dangerous. And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> I'm a wimp, and I've made it this this far. No problem. So dangerous. That's crazy that that's the opinion. So dangerous, so expensive everywhere but Florida. This is the least dangerous, least expensive place in the I world. I got in a Biggie and Tupac-style rivalry when I was like 10 years old with my uh, my <laughs> family in Florida. And I had a cousin who was on the show, Sábado Gigante, uh, which is like the... Um, it's like the SNL uh, of uh-huh. te- of Telemundo or whatever. It was, it was what? sure. she she was a child star on Sábado Gigante, wow. and I wow. hated this because I <laughs> I hated her. I was like no, and then so we would send uh, like camcord like VHS tapes of like uh, family videos to each other and stuff, and I was like. I was doing my Pee Wee Herman impersonations. I was doing my Homer Simpson. I was really killing <laughs> it, and then. Uh, I think my dad said, uh, hey, so what do you think of Miami? Like, um, and I said, I don't. Uh, and I just, yeah. like, I don't. And then uh, I just don't think about it. Why would you? I was just like a little punk that was really trying to outshine my cousin, Yoseling, who uh, really was, didn't, wasn't mean to me at all or anything. I was just very jealous. And to this day, I've... I've Hated uh, Florida. You hold and, a grudge. Uh, and my, my dad hated Miami, too. He's, I, I asked him why he hated Miami, and he said, because I like books. Uh, my dad was like... <laughs> that is as so, so right cutting. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So great. Yeah, but... Not a, not a Florida guy. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Curdy B. Let's get to some strange news. What the hell was this story about a horse or something? It's amazing. Okay, so this was sent in by Sarah on Instagram. Thank you so much, Sarah. Um, this appeared on the CBC. We love Canada. Mm. They dupe um, us a lot. They do, mm-hmm. they do dupe us a lot, but this is a real story. Um, and this was written, of course, by... CBC staff, okay? Ooh, that means it's a good story. (laughs) That means people wanted to be associated with it. Here it is. He stayed awake for 29 hours, then raced against a horse and won. All right? Here it is. Uh, the, 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 The subhead is Ricky Lightfoot. Fucking great name for a dude to win a race against a horse. He's fast. Is the third person to win man versus horse. Since 1980. Here it is. Ricky Lightfoot had wanted to test his endurance in the man versus horse race ever since he heard about its first human winner in 2004. On Saturday, he finally ran in the race and won. The 37-year-old from Cumbria, UK, finished the race in two hours, 22 minutes and 23 seconds, two minutes and one second ahead of this year's fastest horse, Lane House Boy, and its rider, Kim Allman. We should switch give those horse. names, though. Switch those names. The yes. horse should be Ricky Lightfoot. <laughs> I know. And the dude should be Lane Houseboy or whatever. Those are better names. Uh, why can't we give horses normal names? I would love a horse that's just like this is Mister Peterson. You know, like that would be nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this that's is. <laughs> 
Quote, this is a race I wanted to do for a long time, Lightfoot told As It Happens guest host Catherine Cullen. So, you know, to finally get the chance to do it and race the horse and see the horses come through and then actually beat the horse. said a horse a lot there. I feel as though it's an amazing achievement. Only two other runners have accomplished this feast feet Feet. since Mm -hmm. the race's Mm -hmm. inception in 1980. Hugh Lob. Oh, I didn't realize it was going on this long. This is a really long tradition. But the first winner was, the first male human winner wasn't until 2004. And and that guy's name was Hugh Lob. Uh, He became the first winner in 2004. H-E-H-U-W-L-O-B-B, Hugh Lob. Uh, beating the fa- that's a Canadian name. Beating the fastest horse by two minutes, and Florian Holtinger took the title in 2007. Wow! So there hasn't been one since 2007. The man versus horse race takes place in the Welsh town of Lanwerterd Wells, uh, where the <laughs> idea for it was conceived at the local. Mm-hmm. Uh, Niaded Arms Hotel in 1980, according to the event website. During the race, 1,200 runners compete against a team of 60 horses and riders over 22 miles of rugged terrain. Lightfoot explained that the runners get a seven-minute head start and run a slightly different route than the horse, (laughs) although there are some points where the path is shared. Mm. So, yeah, so it's like if they have a seven-minute head start and he won by two minutes, he really lost to a horse for five minutes. Right, and he's not going on rocks, and I think it's easier for humans to go over difficult terrain than it is for a horse. Yes, it is... it or says, just understand what's happening, I would say, <laughs> right, is a huge advantage in this race. I'm on the horse's side. I'm on, they didn't ask for Always. this. They didn't create this. And they didn't set All, the rules up to fuck themselves. Also, no. it's not a horse running by itself. It's a oh. horse with a human being on top of oh. it. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like, so it's, it's like, yeah, you may be... You beat a horse, but if you were carrying a dog on your back the whole way, you would have mm-hmm. lost. You know, if it's like who's we just get now. Yeah, who's laughing now? I mean, I I want to see him carry a dog on his back. I do want to get to the twenty nine hours of staying up. Yes, here it is. Okay, great. Um, so here's here's what his his strategy was. Quote. The, the horses can't run downhill as quick as we can, which is a surprise. Great. I didn't realize that that would be the thing. Good but they can skill. run a little quicker on the flat and on some gradients on the way. <laughs> but it, when it, more than a little quicker. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, 30 miles an hour faster. <laughs> they're at pretty our fast. <laughs> can someone but with a horse please do your 1K, your downhill 1K with you guys? Can someone <laughs> please bring a horse? If you have a horse and yeah, we can have a horse dressed as a Nikola banana. Nikola Jokic, when you do come back to the States, bring your Dude horse from Serbia. Who loves horses. Um, uh, but when it comes to very steep hills, they're not as fast as well. So, you know, I was conscious of that and tried to make the downhills work for me, try and run a little bit faster. Um, Lightfoot was also dealing with an additional challenge. He was running the race on no sleep. He said he has spent the previous nine, 29 hours awake after a few of his flights got delayed on the way back from a family holiday. Ooh. Because of oh. this, Lightfoot said his partner had trouble believing the news of his victory. I said, you're not going to believe it, but I've actually beat the horse. And she says, <laughs> I don't know how you've done it on no sleep. As the race's first human winner in 15 like years, Lightfoot collected a prize of 3,500 pounds. But he said he's most impressed by his fellow competitors. They're a big, strong animal. For them running <laughs> across that sort of terrain, to me, it was just amazing. Wow. Hmm. Ricky Lightfoot gives props to horses. They're carrying someone else, and they have a seven-minute <laughs> head start. 
Well, but he it's was fun. coming home from a family vacation, and now uh, that's sort of a handicap in and of itself. Big yes. time. And I read in another article, he did no training. So he literally was <laughs> on vacation. Not. Of course he, not. <laughs> he was on vacation. He didn't sleep and then ran the race. This guy's great. I love him. I assumed he was drunk or on acid. That's like yeah. the type of thing that you do is you do acid, then you race a horse. Or if he's a Welsh, then he's just like shit canned. But this guy was just at the airport for a long time and didn't sleep. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the family version of of that of race of doing a lot of acid of racing a horse. <laughs> so this means he beat a lot of people and other horses too. Twelve hundred yeah. people. Twelve hundred people. This is impressive. Now mm-hmm. I'm coming back around. Yeah. I don't know why the horses need to be involved in this, but truly, <laughs> <I'm- laughs> <laughs> well, and like. Uh, if anything, it's like, why don't you get a bunch of donkeys and then have them start at the same amount of time? Like, uh, to have a horse, Ooh. to then have a handicap the horse, it really, it doesn't Double make handicap. Sense. Double handicap. Let's just get, let's just wow. let some feral pigs loose and why see if not? you can beat them. Mm-hmm. Here's my question, though. It, when they don't answer this, is that the the people start seven minutes ahead is that because so that the horses aren't trampling people? No, Do you I know think what it's I mean? Be no, my the horses guess. are faster. No, no, no. I think they yeah. might be timed though from start to finish. It's just how long it took you took you to. It's not who crosses the well, finish line. But then line they first. say the they say the course is different. So if the course is different, they don't even need to start at the same place. No, there's certain parts where it uh, where it crosses over. So they're racing. See, that's on the when same it gets thing. fun. That's where you set up your folding chair <laughs> where the cross happens. Yeah. And that's when you yell at people that they're wimps if they slow down. You just go, it's clear, it's clear. That is the only part of the race that I want to watch. And this sounds like a good reason to go to Wales. I never oh, no. really hear, hear about Wales. So it does. It's it's 22 minutes and 23 seconds, two minutes and one second ahead of this year's fastest horse. So he legitimately beat the horse. Okay. But they start seven minutes early so that they're not like uh, horses taking off into twelve hundred a pack of 1,200 people. 60 horses taking off into a pack of 1,200 people. But they time them. All right. That's what I'm assuming. All right. Have you, all, have you ever ridden horses on a vacation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I, I'm okay with it. I, um, I, I enjoy it fine. I think the horse enjoys it fine. Yeah. Um, I've definitely seen real housewives ride horses in water that had horse poop in it. Like it was one of those things where like, oh, let's ride a horse on the beach in Jamaica. And then the beach is just all horse shit. So now I'm hesitant to ever do it. The horses, I don't think they seem that happy to see us though. I don't think so either. Chris, you ever ridden a horse in some waves? I have ridden a horse through water. Uh, when I was in <laughs> on my honeymoon in Cuba, uh, we're in Vinales where there's like all these tobacco farms and I rode a horse through and like it was pretty much just neck up. <laughs> this neck was just out of the water and it felt really, it felt really terrible and I really did not enjoy it. But the other option was just hopping off into this small doo-doo lake filled with horse poop so it just stayed on that's right it did not feel good it did not feel good i don't know why we thought it was a good idea i'm wondering if this runner has any relation to former chicago mayor Lori lightfoot 
because then mm-hmm. this I think this would be an event we should bring to the states. You could have because people are fleeing from police horses constantly. You know, we're sure. all we're already kind of doing this event. Let's yeah. just let's just time it and give out some money. Yeah. I I agree. I like your idea of just donkeys. Like that sounds more like a bananas. That's like the bananas Kentucky Derby. (laughs) It's just us running against donkeys. It's just called Donkey V Banana. (laughs) I had to um I wrote a a donkey Supreme Court case. I wrote a donkey (laughs) down like a a hillside, a very mm-hmm. rocky hillside in Greece. And the donkey is slipping on <laughs> on pee and poop and being like, not whipped, but being like, you know those things that look like a broom, but it's definitely to hit animals? One of those um, old <laughs> Greek mans yelling at him and hitting it. Everything was bad. Everything was yeah. And the alternative was like to go down some sort of, um, gondola that two people mm-hmm. had just died on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it was like, I didn't want to be on the donkey, but it was like, that was the best option. Yeah, the problem is that a gondola <laughs> needed to be beaten by a Greek man. That's why. I mm-hmm. wasn't there to do that. I think it's really weird that this horse event started in 1980. This seems like uh, 1400s behavior, you know, like some sort of running of the bulls type of thing. 1980 just seems, what is going on in in Wales that they 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 not have TV? Well, they said it was just like, they said it was like people came up with it at a hotel. So it's like they were drunk and then they were like, I bet I can beat a horse. And then they, and then they went out and then they they lost for, but also I do think like, I think Wales in 1980 was more like the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Like I went to Wales in 1994. three or something and I was like this is crazy place this is (laughs) I felt like unsafe for my life in most places in Wales Um, Scotty would you please tell us another story this was sent in by Lee Gervitz thank you Lee Gervitz we appreciate you sending it in to the Bananas Podcast at Instagram on Instagram Uh, I did this for this is for y'all specifically British parents win fight to name son Lucifer. Wow. This was all over the internet, but I got this one from news.co.au, written by Chloe Best in the Business Kerr and Emma Mediumist in the Business Jones. <laughs> oh, uh, Emma, you're best in business to me. There you go. A British couple have won their fight to give their four-month-old son wow. a name they said left a registry staff member in utter disgust. One British couple had to fight to have their son named after the devil. (laughs) Four months, so they know this kid a little bit. Yeah, so it was a fight. (laughs) Yeah. They looked at this thing. They they spent some time with it. Uh, Named the son after the devil after a registrar tried to ban them from using the name. Mm -mm. The horrified official told them their four-month-old son, quote, wouldn't succeed in life, end quote, with that moniker. That is true. I say incorrect. I say incorrect. Uh, Their last name? Well, the parents' names are Dan and Mandy Sheldon. So it's Dan and Mandy Sheldon. (laughs) Lucifer Sheldon. Hi, I'm Dan. This is Mandy and our son, Lucifer. (laughs) They were like, we have to get as far away from an and sound as possible. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Dan and Mandy's. 
So Dan and Mandy Sheldon <laughs> went to the register. The uh, went to register the tot last week after the council office finally opened after lockdown. Furious Dan, which there should be a comma there, but there isn't. It just says Furious <laughs> Dan, thirty-seven. Uh, plant hire company boss lodged an official complaint over how he and Mandy, thirty-two, were treated at their uh. local office in Chesterfield, Derbyshire. <laughs> So he said, every okay. name. I might. Okay, this my question in here, Scotty, and please, yes. I know you're going to get to this. But my question well, it's is: Fine with me. Are they Satanists? Are they idiots? <laughs> or are they like, uh, like they they just are trying to prove a point at this? Or, point? or, 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 or is it a family name? If it's a family name, I'm gonna eat my own shoe. It is not a family name, sadly. That would have been very entertaining. Um, so, Furious Dan again said, "We were really excited to go and get him registered, but the woman looked at us in utter disgust. She allegedly tried to ban them from using the name because it has been used as the moniker for the devil. That's two monikers." Yeah, mediumist in the biz, uh, and thirty-seven-year-old Dan told uh, said she told us we w- he would never be able to get a job and that teachers wouldn't want to teach him. False, false. Uh, that is definitely false. I go put Lucifer in my class. <laughs> I'll break him. <laughs> right in front. Good morning, Satan. Yeah, that'd be so fun to say that to a little kid when they walked in. Anyways, I tried to explain to her that we are not religious people Uh and that Lucifer in Greek, where Megan rides downhill on donkeys, finally the reason, finally, means light bringer and morning. Okay. Are they Greek? Are they Greek? The Sheldon. Well, they're Sheldon. Sheldon doesn't sound too good. The Sheldons (laughs) are not Greek. Dan and Mandy, furious maybe Dan. It's, maybe the Apple Mandy. Maybe it's Sheldon, not the apocalypse, and and it's the just silent great at the name. end. That's a great strong name. Uh, Lucifer Sheldon Apocalypse. <laughs> great kid. But in um, well, in Freakonomics, there was winner and loser, and winner was a criminal, and loser became a success story. Yeah, so maybe like the if they're if we're picking a villain of the story so far, it's the registrar. Because it's like, mm-hmm. she obviously loves Jesus. And it's like, yeah, bitch, just because you're a Jesus-loving registrar doesn't mean you got to fuck up everyone else's life, all right? I, I've, yeah. I have been on the side of uh, insane names from the beginning of this podcast. We have had a yes, lot. Correct. I'm a big fan of Pepsi Marijuana. Uh, she's mm-hmm. awesome. Dr. Pepsi yeah. Marijuana is out there. Yeah, she's she cool as shit. Yeah, she's cool. Lucifer for me, I don't know why. Lucifer for me, maybe it's just the ingrained Catholic school in me. It just is like... what. It, it's it's mean. It's but just like, a mean thing to think do. Think of I the see. names we know in Los Angeles, which I won't yes, say because I, our right, friends probably listen. Right. Like it's like there's some yeah. terrible names. I've also met multiple children named Damien. You know, like there's Jesus. There's there's <laughs> Dev- best friend. My best friend is named Damien. There's devil adjacent names floating around, but not the devil. <laughs> well, That's the thing. Yeah. Devil he, adjacent he is go different. By loose. He can go by fur. Luke. Yeah. Luke. There's a lot Furry. of there's a lot of fun that Furry can be Sheldon. Had. <laughs> and I think we came up against a Jesus loving Karen registrar. Correct. Because the thing is, if they're not even if they don't even believe in Satan, there's nothing to be upset about. Mm-hmm. 
I'm with you. I you know, but the, I'm talking Megan about here. the whole world. The whole rest uh, of the world knows the name Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So every time that kid introduces himself for the rest of his life, he's saying, hi, I'm Satan. Badass. To everybody yeah. he knows. Pretty badass. And that, <laughs> that, that sucks for him. He, that sucks. That, it it that is sucks. A, definitely a hurdle, but does it get ahead of the joke? You know? Yeah. Like, does it, is he, is it so obviously an insane name that other kids won't make fun of him for it? I don't also, think anyone's making fun game. of him. No one's oh. making fun of Lucifer. <laughs> 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 They're going to be fucking terrified of that kid. And then you, gotta, you make this kid have to say, well, it actually means light bringer in Greek or something. Then he's That's an asshole for having to say that over and over again. Punched in the schnoz. <laughs> um, the official informed them uh, that New Zealand, and we did this story, I think, with Aaron Hayes a long time yeah. ago, that New Zealand bans a lot of parents from naming yes. lots of names. Lots I think of names. As a first name was banned, mm-hmm. which is very funny. Yeah. Um, the parents were asked to step outside while she checked if she was allowed <laughs> to register the name. And Dan, aka Furious Dan, aka Furry Sheldon's dad, aka Ample Mandy's wife, husband. <laughs> uh, Mandy. That's what I'm calling her now. Never seen her. Furious Dan and now. Ample Mandy. <laughs> Um, Dan said it was approved, but through, quote, gritted teeth, which is so funny to be like, fine, you can name your kid Lucifer Sheldon. Honestly, we just thought it was a nice name and a unique one. Aww. He added, we didn't expect to get so much grief oh, okay. about this. So they are idiots. They're just idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just looked at a baby naming book and Lucifer wasn't in it. So we ju- we chose Lucifer. <laughs> How did you, did you guys have the names picked out before you had the babies or did you look at your babies and say Conrad and Sonny? Um, Conrad Conrad is named after my husband's late father. So we had the name and I told people and they were like, you're telling people? And I'm like, I'm not changing the name. He's dead. This is the name. We're riding with the the name, whether you think it's fucking cute or not. This is the name. Unless you want to insult my dead father-in-law, we're rocking Conrad. We would not tell anyone because I, I just feared telling my mom. And then she'd be like, hmm. For a girl? Wow. We okay, interesting. Like she my mom would just throw so much shade on it. But it was a real dogfight between Val and I because she likes um she'd be like, What about him? And, and we're not mean to each other, but we got vicious when it came to naming our kids. She'd be like, What about Abigail? And I was like, I don't know. Well what about some other old ghost's name? <laughs> like I and then I'd come up with name just like for our child and then for a while I uh, jokingly told people her name was going to be Zillow because I think that's really fun. Zillow Redfin. Which sometimes I still do. This is a running joke with Val. We'll go to the we'll take Sunny to the park and we'll go and I'll go Zillow like I'll, like I'm naming, like I'm calling out to her child and she really hates it. But uh, we got really mean over the name, and then uh, then we both agreed on Sunny one day, and it was yeah. sticking to it. Every year, Megan probably knows this, on SportsCenter, they do like a year and wrap up, like a year in review of 2022 sports highlights, but they also do a little segment of how many kids were named Espen, ESPN, that year. And it's always like, a, it's like 40 plus kids were named Espen, and they're like, in in Indianapolis, there was Espen Myers, and, in, and so that's like a, so what I'm getting to is, there's definitely Zillow's out <laughs> 
because there's yeah. a lot of Espens every year. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, Just that's amazing. See, I'm a, I'm down strange. with Espen. I'm down with Zillow. <laughs> It's just Zillow as a middle Lucifer. name is pretty tight. I'm surprising I'm, myself. Honestly, I'm surprising myself. I usually I'm would be. I'm surprised by it too because like, I'm more into Lucifer than I am to L- Zillow. <laughs> because it's like, you know, a lot of old names have come back around. And I right? think I think Lucifer is <laughs> <older>. a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing older than evil number one. All right. Like, I, I was there in the beginning. Uh, I'll tease us into a little break here. Oh, I'd love it. All right, Scotty. Yes, sir. Uh, here it is. Why? Let's have fun this is for such once. a great title. Yeah. Uh, this is for Megan specifically. Why? Why? Bye bye. Is the <laughs> is the Y chromosome disappearing, and will men really go extinct? Sick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be I right hope back. So. <laughs> I'm bananas. Folks, we are back. Scott, you got any shout-outs? I do, and I have so many. The shout-outs are now at this list. The list is like 50 long, so if you don't hear it in like three or four episodes, I didn't forget about you. And just a reminder, we don't shout-out birthdays, and we don't shout-out anniversaries either because everybody seems to have them every year. So uh, Claire wants to shout-out her parents, which is very nice, Rex and Sarah, who are wonderful parents, and support her travels and all her adventures. And Claire is currently in Europe and says, thanks to Bananas for keeping me company on planes, trains, and buses. That's fun. Bananas is probably fun for planes, trains, and buses. Yeah. Um, keep it up, Claire. Miss Holly Dawn, who we met, who did Splitting the City last year. That's Kurt, right. Wants to shout out Copy Haste, who sends more banana stories Yay. than anybody on planet Earth. For getting a new job and being the greatest cat sitter known to man, Bananas brought them together as friends. They remain friends. And as long as neither one kills the other one, this seems great. That's, really a, pumped that's on this. fantastic. And we love Copy Haste. I know. And we love Miss Holly Dawn. Long Knit Johnson, great name, wants to shout themselves out. Uh, Long Knit Johnson shouting himself out for getting a really nice job at a really nice company and is pumped to have dental insurance. Whoa. <laughs> now that's America, baby. Yep. I got one here. Um, if yeah, give me, from, I'll, let me do one more. Oh, yeah, oh, you go, go and then I'll do one more. Yeah. This is from Faith. Uh, I think I'm Faith M on Instagram. If possible, I'd like to put in a request to shout out my Aunt Bubbles. She's been working for Boys and Girls Club of America since 2004 and just got promoted to Director of Development over all clubhouses in San Francisco, and I'm just so proud of her. I showed her bananas when I lived with her two years ago, and by the end of that summer, we got matching bananas, tattoos, and to this day, she tells me bananas changed her life. And then God. she sent a picture Amazing. of the bananas tattoos, and you they changed are the awesome. life of the director of the Boys and Girls Club of San Francisco. <laughs> I'm like crazy. That lady so, seen so some awesome. shit, and you changed yeah. her life. Oh. Yeah. Oh, thank you, oh, Faith. Man. And 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 Aunt Bubbles. And Aunt Bubbles. And Aunt Bubbles. We love you both. Um, and last but not least, Emily is shouting herself out, but really we are going to shout her out, Kurt, because she got a cancer diagnosis and she's a new mom, so she said she's feeling all of the feelings. Oh, yeah. So I followed up and said, Emily, are you going to fight like hell 
And she said, I'm going to make Cancer Wish It Was Never Born. Hell yeah. So we're just sending lots of love. Sending Emily's it all. way. You're yeah. going to be okay. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, keep laughing with us and keep letting us know how you're doing. Kick but, yeah, ass. sending love to Emily. Yes, Emily. Thank you. And thank you for everyone writing in. We're going to get to you, I swear. Uh, we I will. I swear, I swear. And, of course, we are here with uh, my co-hosts from our very brand new parenting podcast, I Love My Kid, but Megan Gailey and Chris Garcia. That's so nice. Those shout outs are so nice. What very, lovely fans. And I know. you guys are They've so lovely. Good. What what a nice, I just feel so nice after listening to those and it's sending Emily love. Endless. Yeah, we awesome. really They're like really out. great people. We have like the best fans. Whenever we go and do live shows, uh, repeatedly at very many cities, the servers have come up after the show and said, your fans are so nice. Oh, and that's they good. tip really big. That's good big. because I've heard some comedians have the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, maybe we should just tell people what the podcast is a little bit more. Um, Talk about the podcast because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. obsessed. It's, it's but a, I don't have a kid and I like it. That's how funny I know. That's I how think good it is. it is. We have a different guest on each week, but it starts off with Chris and Megan and I kind of like sharing one parenting story. Um, and that kind of establishes a theme for the episode. And then we bring our guest in and we got big names. We got great big names. Uh, we got Andy Richter on. We have Kristen Shaw. Uh, we just had uh, W. Kamau Bell. We have Rob Hubel. Andrew McCarthy of the Brat Pack. Of Huge. the Brat Pack. Huge um, one. And it's been really fun so far. Yeah. And I honestly think it's great for non-parents because it probably just solidifies the decision you made to not have kids. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. As I sit here on day two of the flu that someone gave my child at daycare, mm-hmm. I'm questioning marrying my husband. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm going back to the inception of this relationship. Mm-hmm. And so if you're if you're on the fence or if you want to laugh at, at our expense i think it's a wonderful podcast to be able to do that too yeah and it's it's been yeah. really fun the coolest thing i think is sitting down with these people say like rob hubel who is so funny and he you know he's really kind of absurd like when you see him on tv or hear him uh, or see him on stage uh but we get to talk to him about something he doesn't really talk about that much which is parenting and he had some really funny stories about it um and it's just it's really neat to sit down and talk to like Andy Richter about parenting stuff that you're like oh my god you're you you've gone through this too and you have you're super funny and you have great insights it's been really it's been really fun i've really enjoyed it so far yeah and the main thing about it is that by listening you won't learn a thing <laughs> because Very this little. is not we're not this is just us like talking about how hard it is and making fun of it for the most part. And we're not, there were not no experts on parenting or coming on the show. It's not a place for tips and tricks. Although but I it, did learn something what? I learned cause Laurie was talking about this and I, I'd heard about this with, with generation Z, you know, Gen Z, mm-hmm. they don't care about getting their licenses. Yeah. And yes. she was saying that her son, but I've read that so many times. And for me, I think getting my license and driving my older sister's car for the first time is maybe a top 10 moment in my whole life. Yeah. The first the first drive of freedom with just like radio up. Mm-hmm. It was a Mitsubishi Tredia white sedan. Sick. It was a piece of shit car. But I just gunned it down 795, windows down. It was like... I am fucking free. I mean, yes. I'm literally on a road trip right now. I just love being able to go do things. Yeah, it is and these fascinating. These kids are like, no, I'm good. I'll pass. Why would I leave the house? 
I, I remember I remember getting I getting that you know I had a I had a five hundred dollar Honda Accord amazing uh, and the like the third day I had my license we rolled up all the windows and smoked cigarettes in the car for like an hour and then my car smelled so bad for so many months like we had no idea how bad it would smell. <laughs> It's stories like this that are so Jersey-centric. It's like, that could be a trivia question, a bar trivia, like, in 1992, a group of four teenagers in this state sat in a $500 Honda and smoked cigarettes, hot box cigarettes. What state is it? I I think our podcast is actually, um, it's actually making people worse parents, um, because I had someone text CJ, my husband, and say they heard on the podcast that Megan is not brushing Conrad's baby teeth. And so in solidarity, they're not brushing their child's teeth either. And why would you? They're going to pop out anyways. You know, I, why listen, would you? I listen so, to that episode and I come out real hard against child toothbrushing. And it doesn't, it doesn't sound good for me. But we're inspiring others to be disgusting. That's great. All right. Here it is. This was on geneticsunzipped.com. Oh, you're reading that all the time, Kurt. (laughs) I actually have all of my zippers with a little sound effect that they go genetics as I unzip them. Um, because I love Genetics Unzipped. Actually, Genetics Unzipped is the Genetics Society po- Society Podcasts website. Okay. So there is a podcast that you can listen to called about called the Genetics Society, and it's all about genetics. And Sounds this fun. is uh, from one of their podcasts. So March twenty third. Why bye why why bye bye. Why, why, bye-bye. Is the Y chromosome disappearing and will men really go extinct? Uh, This was written by nobody. A man. (laughs) An extinct man. Um, He's dead. And finally, it wouldn't be a genetics podcast about the disappearance of males if we didn't address the perennial headline that the Y chromosome is disappearing and men will go extinct. I swear I see articles about the disappearing Y chromosome popping up in the news every single year, and each one follows the same sort of logic. The Y chromosome used to be the same size as the X chromosome 166 million years ago. It's since shrunk to just a third of the size with only about 55 genes compared to the X chromosome's 900 genes. If we extrapolate from that rate, it is shrinking from the rate it is shrinking. It will be completely gone in less than five million years. Oh no! Oh, okay, Men we're will all right. Go then. extinct. <laughs> um, so, this is a very long. It's I think maybe yeah. a transcript of a podcast. So it's an incredibly mm. long article. But basically, what it says is because it's not a complete chromosome, like an the X is a complete chromosome, it doesn't yes. have a chance to repair itself, and so a lot of junk genes get into the Y chromosome and then just stay. Um, and that's why you never have YY babies because they just, they just, it won't work because there's so much junk DNA in the Y chromosome. Wow. Uh, so it's either an XX, which means it's a girl or XY, which means it's a boy, right? Uh, by sex. By, all of by... this tracks. All, based <laughs> on all of my exes, this all yeah. tracks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got to clean up your room. 
Yeah, it is mm-hmm. so funny that it's just like men are the junk left. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Dirty and stupid and small. And in charge of everything. I know. And somehow in charge. Great at teaming up. That's why. They're real the, good at teaming up horribly. Yeah, I guess the good news is we've ruined the planet. So the time this happens, we'll yeah. be a ball of fire. <laughs> yeah, it's a very... The, the, the article is incredibly long, and there's an enormous amount of, like, actually specific genetics information that I barely understand. Yeah, we would never understand. But the... The main point of it is that, yeah, probably the Y chromosome is going away and it will be gone in about five million years or so. But it doesn't mean that men will disappear. It just means that the marker that decides uh, sexual division or whatever, uh, there's another word for that, um, (laughs) will be placed somewhere else on the X chromosome. So that's it. I heard that kids are now being born without wisdom teeth. That like, since we get them, it's like there's some sort of short term Hmm. evolution and that Hmm. it is maybe falling into like evolution has gone. Oh, we don't need wisdom teeth anymore. They're all getting them removed. And so babies are being born without them. um, But it happened at like a very rapid, not this like five million. And it happened over the course of like a 100 years. Oh, hmm. wow. Today, as much as 30% of the population does not have wisdom teeth. So it would seem this trend is occurring. This conclusion, however, cannot be made at this time. It says, are wisdom teeth becoming extinct? Future, Yeah, it says future generations will have no. From BluetoothDental.com. <laughs> okay, real. Oh, that's good. Real. That's good. I'm reading them. When I'm waiting for my Uber, when I'm waiting for my Lyft, I'm out on the street. <laughs> I got my phone out, and I am reading that website <laughs> cover to cover every day. Well, you, Bluetooth you guys Dental. Have, you've also heard like the way that sperm swims, right? Like so yeah. sper- male what? sperm, male uh-huh. sperm is much faster but very bad at staying alive. Very stupid. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so like continuing it, continuing the streak. So like my son and Gus, super fast swimmers, but yeah. then like what are we doing here? <laughs> and then and then they say girl sperm, X X sperm is slower, can't swim as fast, but is much better at staying alive. So there is actually a way to like in your ovulation that you can kind of try and go for a certain gender based on like when the when the ovulation cycle would be ending. <laughs> Listen, I don't know the I don't know I how to do it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. Or just like jumping up and down long enough so that the 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 XY get tired the and yeah. then yeah, you lay boys. down and then you do a handstand so the the XX gets in there. I actually read about know. that on jumpingupanddownsperm.com which is one of my favorite publications but it's an, it's a, you were searching for something else and you found information that you could use on a podcast. I actually it's funny cuz I just had to do 2 days ago I did an online driver's ed because I got like caught in a red light camera in Culver mm-hmm. and I had till August to do this thing and I was dreading it. I thought they were like, you have to go to like driving school. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Have any of y'all had to do this? Driving school? Yeah. No, not in yeah. LA. For a ticket? Mm-hmm. I think running a red light means you know how to drive. Like I think, it's <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, you pass. I had to do it online, Scotty. Right. So I did it online at $5driveingschool.com, mm-hmm. where it costs $5. <laughs> And it's an open book test the entire yes, the time. Whole time. 
where and then you have to take 25 questions it is the biggest scam ever but it was so relieved because i was done in like 40 minutes and i thought i i thought i was gonna have to go like four or five night school classes like i was gonna learn to smoke cigarettes just to fit in with people um but yeah it was so strange but then one of the questions was about the most dangerous drivers um on the road and it's not teenage boys. I thought it was going to be 16 year old men. Yeah. When I was in high school, I drove like Al Unser Jr. everywhere <laughs> I went, no matter what. And so did all my friends. It's over 85 year olds. <laughs> it's young men ages 21 to 30 are the most dangerous drivers of all. They because they can drink. They're most likely to speed and they're most likely to drink and drive. Interesting. Mm. Makes and sense. And when they drink and drive, they speed. So, but I was like, Oh, interesting. So, because they think young drivers are scared still and cautious. Mm-hmm. And then at some point they get a little too comfortable and then they just push it, yeah. push it, push it. So, anyways, if you're a banana animal and you're the age 21 to 30 and you're a man, chill out. Slow down. Slow like down. Like on a lot of levels, chill out. Not just driving, just but also <laughs> like the things get you're your license, watching, chill. please chill out. The things you're yeah. listening to, absolutely chill out. Yes. <laughs> Put on parental safety controls on your own internet browser. It'll save you so much time. Scotty, um, send us home. Okay. Well, that was a pretty smart one, so I'm going to dumb it down please back to do. our real please, level. Please. This was from Vanessa B. Vanessa, you always send great stories. Thank you so Vanessa very B. Much. stands for ba- best. Yeah, Vanessa mm. B. Oh, I thought it was Vanessa Bayer. <laughs> <laughs> She's a huge banana. Um, she'd probably do it. Uh, a Titanic movie. Mega fan has 1,560 copies of the VHS to Titanic, <laughs> and he will not stop until he has one million. Oh, no. Wow. Here we go. Uh, within seconds of meeting JD, better known as Titanic Fan 97 on TikTok, he'll introduce you to Jack Dawson, i.e. a large dummy with the head of Leonardo DiCaprio's character of the same name from 1997 blockbuster Titanic. We got Jack Dawson, he says over Zoom. <laughs> pointing to an enormous shrine of the movie behind him, and we have Titanic and Captain Smith. You know what's going on. This kid's cool. <laughs> He's got interests. I would love uh, to love something that much. Anything. Your wife? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a shrine to my wife. I don't have a shrine to my children. If they had a, if they have a video out, I wouldn't buy a million copies of it. Wait, so is the guy's name JD as well? N- um, his oh, name he's named, is... He's named the man, his little dummy. No, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said little. That was very insulting of me to the Jack Dawson. It's life-size. Life-size <laughs> recreation. Um, he does say his name. Here's JD. This was in Variety also. This was on Variety.com. So okay. that is actually more legitimate than you would have thought for this. Wow, the uh, strike's hitting us all. <laughs> <laughs> JD, a video editor who lives in Florida, unsurprisingly, is best known for his energetic love of the movie Titanic uh, on VHS. And his collection is approaching about 1,600 copies of the two-tape set. That was a long movie. Um, Although he's picked up about 300 himself, mostly from thrift stores and yard sales. (laughs) The rest come from enthusiastic fans mailing him copy over the years and he's documented his growing collection on tiktok to his over one hundred and eight thousand followers more than whatever they're called Mm -hmm, on there mm -hmm. i mean but think of what he wants to get to a million 
And he's, he's so far six, away. He's yeah. so, so far away. I don't think he realizes how many I'll be honest. I don't think there's a million VHS copies of Titanic left in the world. I don't. Yeah. Correct. They've all been taped over. Uh, just the, the fact that he thinks people are, are enthusiastically sending them to him. It's like, no, people are cleaning something Getting out. Getting rid of them. They're going, sending oh, you good. trash. Send their shit to JD. Well, that's what I'm going to encourage our listeners to absolutely do exactly that. If you have a copy, you have to send it to JD uh, because it's more than just getting it. There's an excitable tone with JD and his obsession with this movie. You see him unboxing the ones that are mailed to him. He does tributes to the film. He does trips to thrift stores and plenty of other fun moments. The absurdity of unboxing a thing that you know exactly what it is <laughs> and have 16,000 copies of is so crazy. 1,600. 1,600. Like, oh, yeah. And I'm only okay. saying that to drive home how far he is away from a million. <laughs> Maybe it's fun to see how far the VHS tape, the ribbon, is, uh, yeah, you know, where it's difference. rewound or where they stopped watching it, but that... Is he smelling them? Like, there's got to be something slightly devious he's doing with all of them. He, he's a pretty funny, like, he looks like a fun-looking... He, he seems like a fairly normal guy. All like, right. I was looking at the pics, and I was like, I mean, I get it. This is his bit. We'll see how long he does it. Um, so again, if you want to send it to him, just go on TikTok for any bananas who do have a copy and are happy to mail it and get rid of it. Uh, he is under Titanic Fan ninety seven. Uh, I'm looking him yeah. up. I I think my parents. I think my mom still has a copy. I'll, I'll dig it out and I'll find send it. Send it to him. Um, but uh, send it my to parents. Him. I know they have like over 50 copies of Clear and Present Danger. <laughs> Chris, my, why? My dad How stole have you the- sat an hour on this podcast and not just screamed that immediately? I don't know. Is that, does that have any Cuban characters? Uh, it speaks to my father's Cuban character. And he was like, uh, I think he uh, he got laid off and he started working at like a, a, like a warehouse. And one day he came home with a bunch of clear present dangers, which he sold at the he's, he sold at the barber shop. But I don't think they sold oh. as well as he hoped because we still have like fifty of them. But maybe only got one movie. <laughs> what movie got clear present danger? You got anything else? No. Maybe I should try. Maybe I should be the clear and present danger guy and have people send me copies yes. of clear and present danger. Yeah, you're only yeah. one thousand. <laughs> <laughs> you could catch him. Oh, man. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, tell everybody where we can find you. Yeah. Um, please listen to I Love My Kid Butt, and then you can find me at Megan Gailey on Twitter, at Better Megan Gailey on Instagram, and I'm doing some Midwestern dates in the fall, so Chicago, Great. Columbus, Cincinnati, or Indy. If you're in any of those places, be on the lookout, banana heads. They are. They'll be there. Go see her. And you can follow me on Instagram at, I just changed it. It used to be Rad Tuna, and Smart. I just changed it to Chris Garcia Comedy. So I'm all, wow. I'm all oh my grown God, that's up. amazing. This I'm all is crazy. Grown up. Nice work. Rad Tuna was a reference to this, like, uh, there's this guy in the neighborhood that's had this, he had like, he was like a Kenny Powers type guy that had a speedboat called Rad Tuna. And that's what I named <laughs> my Instagram in. But uh, it's confusing, so I changed it to Chris Garcia Comedy. To put it to bed. And then, uh, yeah, listen to our podcast. I love my kid butt. And I'll be performing in Northern California at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale uh, next Fun. month. And then I'll be at the San Francisco Punchline Labor Day weekend. Woo! 
Thanks for being on Bananas, guys. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. Bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.